MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. I can't believe it's almost 2022, Dana. Uh, Anyway, today, Governor Cuomo resigned. The governor of Wisconsin has vetoed a Republican voter suppression bill. The Senate has passed the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Inslee launches vaccine mandates for Washington state employees and all health care workers. A federal judge asks why insurrectionists are getting off so easy. And some cities are bucking bans on mask mandates as Governor Abbott asks for assistance with his overflowing hospitals. And Dominion is suing OAN, Newsmax and Overstock CEO Patrick Byrne. I'm Allison Gill. Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, how's New York? It's fine. I'm laughing because I feel like that was a very deep and I'm Dana Goldberg. Like, I don't know where that came from. So I'm not sure what it sounded like to the listeners, but I will try and equal out my voice. My goodness. Are you having a good time in the city? Yeah, I am just recovering from some jet lags. So um, like I said, I've got my show Saturday and it just seemed like a smart thing to do. But the city's been beautiful. It's going to get really hot here for the next three days. And by really hot, I just mean 93 and 100 percent humidity. So it feels like it's very, very warm. But yeah. yeah, that's pretty hot. It was only like 75 when we were there. Oh, I'm jealous. So we had a nice couple of days. I think it got up to 80 maybe 85 on one day was was pretty warm on that Saturday. But yeah, it's August is weird in New York. It can go either way. So but I'm I'm looking forward to you being able to get back up on stage again. Yeah, I know you did Palm Springs, but it's good. You know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be good. 75 minutes, 75 minutes, nonstop comedy action. All right. Today, wall to wall news. Governor Cuomo resigns. That's really that's the headline. And but there's no more to it. He he's he's resigning. I I said I gave him a week and that's about what happened. That's happening. Now, we do have the first woman governor of New York, Kathy Hochul. She's pretty cool. She's the governor now. I said, like I said, if he last a week, he lasted a week. And but it's unclear, Dana, whether they're going to go forward with impeachment or not, or if they made a deal with him. Like, right. If you resign, we won't impeach you. I don't know what the what the assembly is going to do, but we'll see. They can still impeach him in New York. You can impeach former officials, but we'll see. And there's another new story. Marjorie Taylor a-hole has been suspended from Twitter for a week for spreading COVID disinfo. Just get rid of her. Why don't they just fucking ban her? I mean, come on. I get You get five chances, I think, is, is the way Twitter oh, works. Good Lord. Anyway, that's those are not what I consider to be lead stories today. Although, you know, many New Yorkers may disagree with me. But I've got some other stuff and we need to talk about it. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. My opinion, the lead story today is the Senate gave overwhelming bipartisan approval on Tuesday today to a one point two trillion dollar infrastructure bill to rebuild deteriorating roads and bridges and fund new climate resilience and broadband initiatives, delivering a key component of President Biden's agenda. The vote was sixty nine. Nice to thirty. Sorry, I had to hey, get it where you can get it where you can. <laughs> uncommonly, uncommonly bipartisan. Right. That's huge. 19 Republicans. Senator Mitch McConnell voted yes for, on it and 18 others. 
of his party, who shrugged off increasingly shrill efforts by the former guy to derail the entire thing. This historic investment in infrastructure is what I believe you, the American people, want, what you've been asking for for a long, long time, Mr. Biden said from the White House as he thanked Republicans for showing courage. Okay, I I think that that that's not what that was. I think they, no. they I think they wanted to be able to say, yeah, I voted yes on that, so that they can not lose, uh, when, you know, in the upcoming elections. We painted them in a corner with it, and they they could they had to vote. McConnell publicly declared that his priority was stopping the Biden agenda, said in a statement, I was proud to support today's historic bipartisan infrastructure deal and prove that both sides of the political aisle can still come together around common sense solutions. The measure faces potentially rocky roads and a time consuming path in the House where Nancy Pelosi and a majority of the nearly 100 member progressive caucus have said they will not vote. Now, Nancy Pelosi, too, this isn't just the squad, so I don't, I don't want right. to go out and blame the progressives here. Nancy Pelosi and a 100-member Progressive Caucus who said they will not vote on it unless the Senate passes their separate $3.5 trillion social policy bill this fall. That's the Build Back Better plan, the, the Biden uh, family stuff, the stuff that he, we all wanted in the, that Republicans wouldn't vote for in the bipartisan bill. That could put the infrastructure bill on hold for weeks, if not months. I know that they're doing them in tandem. I don't know if we have 50 Democratic votes in the Senate to pass 3.5 trillion, as I said, and I've been saying for months, it'll end up being 3 trillion, I think. <laughs> but we'll, mm-hmm. but we'll, they'll probably need to take half, half a trillion out of there to, to make Mansion and Cinema happy because we got to, you know, we got to appeal to the lowest common Democrats. And like I said, I know a lot of people hate the bipartisan bill because of what it doesn't have in it. But most of that will be in that Build Back Better budget reconciliation bill that, like I said, will be at the mercy of, of Mansion and Cinema. But there's a bigger and far more important message, Dana, to this massive bipartisan legislation. And Joe Biden talked about it before. He's mentioned it in multiple speeches. He reminded us t- today when he spoke about it wearing his shark tie, which was awesome. And the message is democracy works. Absolutely. We don't have to be autocrats to get things done, as some would have you believe. And that's an important message to send globally, especially Tucker Carlson's got Fox News over in Hungary and he can't seem to extract his tongue from the bottom of Viktor Orban's shoe. So so think of it that way. That oh, democracy shoe. I thought you were going to say something very different right there. <laughs> I was, but then I didn't want to I didn't want to rim shame, you know. Oh, you know, what? some people very much enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> it's delightful. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> it's uh, a rumor. And let's move on as things get real awkward real quick. Yep, just a rumor. So I've heard. This is from ABC News. Now the Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, he vetoed a series of bills Tuesday passed by the state's Republican-controlled legislature that would have imposed new restrictions on absentee ballots in the key battleground state. So the Democrat also said two Wisconsin counties should not comply with subpoenas to turn over ballots and voting equipment as part of an investigation led by the Republican head of the Assembly Elections Committee. Sounds a lot like the cyber ninjas, (laughs) only this guy seems to have a power position. (laughs) He said, hell no. This is Evers. (laughs) Yeah, hell no. When asked if the local election clerk should comply. If you've seen what's going on in Arizona, it's a clown show. It it's is the crazy. A clown it's the crazy times carnival. It is. Yeah. It's a crazy clown show. It really is. The Wisconsin bills an, and ongoing investigations are part of a nationwide push by conservatives to reshape elections and voting after the former guy 
narrowly lost. I'm going to go ahead and <sighs> say that that line might not be true. Yeah. A second term to Democrat Joe Biden. That's an interesting choice of words. He lost by a fucking lot. Yeah. Evers veto. The veto came as Republicans in Texas moved closer to mustering a quorum. They're trying to muster a quorum down in Texas to pass voting changes stymied by Democrats fleeing the state, which has been beautiful. So cool. Wisconsin Republicans don't have enough votes to override the veto. That's even better. Ooh, no ooh. Democrats supported the legislation in June. Fuck yeah. That's all I just I just have to say. Give that a fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, more lawsuits over the big lie. Dominion voting systems. You know, they've sued Fox and Rudy. Well, now they've filed lawsuits targeting Newsmax. OAN, One America News Network, claiming the conservative networks defamed the voting technology company by spreading and endorsing false reports that it helped steal the 2020 election <laughs> from Trump. I can't read it without laughing. <laughs> the company also filed a similar lawsuit against former Overstock CEO and fucking crazy pants man, Patrick Byrne. He's the guy we talked about him. He dated Maria Butina for a long time. Each of the complaints seek about $1.7 billion in damages. With a B, with a B. The defendants in today's filings recklessly disregarded the truth when they spread lies in November and continue to do so today. The barrage of lies by the defendants and others have caused and continue to cause severe damage to our company, customers, and employees. We have no choice but to seek to hold those responsible to account. That's John Polos. He's a, the CEO of Dominion, he said in a statement today. This is the latest round of legal actions over Trump's claims. He was cheated out of the presidency by fucking how many millions of votes? <laughs> uh, those were disseminated on conservative media despite being uniformly rejected by uh, fucking reality. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it says here the U.S. courts. But yeah, everything. All facts. Quote, while Newsmax has not reviewed, this is Newsmax's response, I think, while Newsmax has not reviewed the Dominion filing in its coverage of the 2020 presidential elections, Newsmax simply reported on allegations made by well-known public figures, including the president, his advisors and members of Congress. That is the senior vice president at Newsmax, Brian Peterson. Of course, Brian Peterson is his name. Dominion's actions today is a clear attempt to squelch such reporting and undermine a free press. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> when asked about the lawsuit, CEO Overstock moron said Dominion is trying to divert attention from the forthcoming results. Of the, oh, my God. Of the clown show in Arizona. He didn't say that. <laughs> and an event being held this week by Michael Lindell, whom Dominion has also sued for oh, defamation man. over election fraud claims. Dominion knows they are in a tough week. That's a, they actually think that Dominion is suing because. They're about to be exposed for all of the, you know, Italy gate or whatever the fuck. He also said Dominion's lawsuit contained factual errors about his activities. Patrick Byrne wants you to know. Really? Uh -huh. yeah. mm -hmm. And in a related story, a federal judge Monday questioned why the heck U.S. prosecutors are asking Capitol Riot defendants to pay only $1.5 million in restitution, while American taxpayers, you and me, ma, are paying more than $500 million, half a billion dollars to cover the costs of the attack on the Capitol. Chief U.S. District Judge, my hero, really, Judge Beryl Howell, her and Judge Jackson are just the bomb. Right. She challenged the toughness of the Justice Department's stance in a plea hearing for a Colorado Springs man who admitted to one of four nonviolent misdemeanor counts of picketing at the U.S. Capitol. Picketing. Howell has already asked in another defendant's plea hearing whether 
uh, no prison misdemeanor plea deals offered by the government are too lenient involved for, for individuals who were terrorized members of Congress asking pointedly whether the government had any concern about deterrence at like at all. Do you care about having another insurrection? Because, you know, on Monday, she pressed the U.S. attorney's office in Washington on why it was seeking to require only two thousand dollars in each felony case and only five hundred in each misdemeanor case. She says, quote, where we have Congress acting, appropriating all this money due directly to the events of January 6th, I have found the damage amount of less than one point five million when all of us American taxpayers are about to foot the bill for close to half a billion dollars. A little bit surprising. She a little says. bit. Oh, teeny bit surprising. Just, so, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, that's infuriating when you find out those numbers. I mean, of what we're paying. I just uh, but I want to give you some updates. We got COVID updates, AG. Governor Ensley. This is a beautiful thing. Is requiring all Washington state workers and healthcare workers to be vaccinated. Woo-hoo. So we're now over about 174,000 new cases per day. God, it was just 100,000. Yeah, it it's going back up. I cannot even tell you how infuriating it feels that we are back to square one in some ways, but we won't get into that. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to start that conversation because I just can't. That number that I gave you, uh, uh, 94,000 kids catching cases last week. So there are city school districts in Texas. They're bucking Governor Abbott's mask ban. And we're seeing more of this. I think also Florida just said something. Mask ban by requiring kids to be masked to attend schools. Austin Independent School District will require masks at all of its campuses and district offices starting Wednesday. And the Dallas Independent School District said Monday that everyone, everyone, students, employees, and visitors must wear a mask while on school property starting Tuesday. These mandates are in defiance of Governor Abbott's EO saying schools cannot, cannot require masks in Texas. Meanwhile, like I said, it's fucking ridiculous. Over in Florida, we got Rhonda DeSantis is threatening to withhold the pay, withhold the pay of school administrators if they require masks in school. Let me say that again. He wants to take away pay from school administrators for not being willing to kill you and your children, uh, which is ridiculous. Schools have dress codes, so why not masks? And I, I don't get this, AG, I don't, but President mm-hmm. Biden, which is amazing, and I think this was a sake bomb, <laughs> said that they were going to see if they could find a way to pay those administrators himself if DeSantis does this, which is just fucking crazy. I love that. Not to mention, Governor Abbott is now asking for healthcare workers yeah. to go to Texas and help with the overflow. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. And you've got the uh, what was it? I think it was Asa Hutchinson who was like, I shouldn't have signed that law banning masks. That was stupid. He's like, I wish that law. But he didn't say I wish I didn't sign it. He said, I wish that law wasn't a thing like he like he did it like <laughs> it's just like it just amazing. showed up. Right. Yeah. He just walked in one day. Oh, hey, what's up? it's all signed already. Whatever. Yeah. Now there. But Ron DeSantis seems to be just hold digging his heels in on the death, you know, just like, nope. I'm going to take away, I'm going to dock your pay. I, You know, and something else, Dana, that this makes me think of, like I had to tuck my shirt in at school. I, I couldn't hem my skirt above my knees. I couldn't wear spaghetti strap tank tops or show my the top of my arms. I actually had to wear sleeves. Yeah. And yet, I, if I want to wear a mask, if I want to put more clothes on my body, I'm not allowed to do that. That's so weird to me. Like, what if... It's ridiculous. What if it were bras or like... You aren't allowed to wear hats or something. I mean, just like, what the fuck? It's just so <laughs> Or weird. something else that could save your life. Like, we're not going to teach you about 
safe sex and also no condoms, kids. No condoms. Yeah. And no safe sex. Yeah. Absolutely. Stunningly disturbing and stupid. It's asinine. It's just ridiculous. Given the spread right now. All right, everybody, we'll be back with the author of Why They Stay. Her name is Anne Michaud, and she's she's really awesome. I love talking to her. You're going to love it. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and today's episode of The Beans is brought to you by Blue Blocks. I used to get horrible headaches and watery eyes, just a lot of eye strain after staring at screens all day. I'm on screens literally all day, whether it's the news or the laptop or I'm scripting or I'm reading the scripts or I'm on my phone or Twitter, but thankfully I found Blue Blocks. They have a variety of amazing glasses designed to help with very specific problems. I got the blue light computer glasses with clear lenses for headaches, sore eyes, digital eye strain, watery eyes, and fatigue. They're easy to use. You just wear them. They're glasses. My blue light computer glasses I wear during the day while I'm working on screens or under artificial light. They've helped me immensely with digital eye strain and headaches. I highly recommend them for anyone who has to stare at screens a lot. They also have other glasses with lenses designed to help with migraines and stress, anxiety, low mood or poor sleep, fatigue, low energy and jet lag. Blue Blocks' stylish frames have been featured in GQ and Vogue, so they look great too. And their science-backed technology is tested to ensure they actually work. With glasses for every need, Blue Blocks glasses come in non-prescription, prescription and reading options. They also have low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices and 100% blackout sleep masks, which I love. All backed by science. Yay! Blue Block ships worldwide in rapid time, and they always have easy returns and exchanges. They have excellent customer service. So go to blueblocks.com slash dailybeans and use coupon code dailybeans, all one word, to save 15% off your order. That's blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash dailybeans, and then use coupon code dailybeans to save 15%. Everybody, welcome back. I am honored today to be joined by a Wall Street Journal reporter and author of the book, Why They Stay which reveals the inner lives of eight political wives as they fight to maintain a grip on power and pursue their own personal ambitions. And I love this idea. Anne Michaud, welcome to The Daily Beans. Thanks, AG. Nice to, nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice, to, it's nice to see you face-to-face here on video, even though most people are just going to get the audio of this. But <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this because I, I love this idea. You've covered the men, right? as a veteran journalist. And so tell what, what made you want to, to write this book? Well, I, um, I was covering various men who'd been caught in sex-related scandals, Bill Clinton, Elliot Spitzer, Anthony Weiner. And I would always wonder about their wives who, to a woman, seemed to be very put together, well-educated, But there was also timing in the sense that um, it looked like Hillary Clinton was going to be running for president at the time that I wrote the first edition of the book, which came out in 2017. Mm. Okay. And so are there now two editions? There are. The reason I wanted to write about Hillary is I felt as though our conversation about her was frozen in time in terms of what we understood about why she stayed in her marriage. And then obviously, Donald Trump won the election. And I went on a book tour and started talking about uh, political couples. And everywhere I went, people would say to me, what about the Trumps? And so I ended up researching and interviewing about the Trumps and included that in a second edition, which came out in June. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's probably the number one question as of late when you're writing about political couples. Because what a weird dynamic <laughs> that was going on between, you know, Trump and Melania. I, she didn't 
She stayed in New York most of the time at her own personal details. She, we didn't see her much. There's the rumors of her, but there was a body double. We know the, we, you know, we've heard her tapes about the Christmas, Christmas. And, you know, we, just so the Rose Garden, like all just this really weird stuff that, that, that went down. What, was, what, what were some of the more interesting points that you found out about? Well, I was really fascinated to delve into the commonalities between Melania and Ivana, which was who was Donald's first wife. And I hadn't really thought about this before, but they're both from an Eastern Bloc country. They have, I think, more comfort with an authoritarian man than um, than some other people might. And um, I did find in my reporting, I talked to a professor in Slovenia, another man who was married to a Slovenian woman, and um, they sort of affirmed that, yeah, you know, they, this um, idea of a strong man husband is not unknown in um, countries like Slovenia. Wow, that's that is really interesting. It's not something I had thought of either. Because from what I could see, she hates Trump. Like, she doesn't like him at all. But, uh, you know, that I don't really know if that's the case or not. You know, we only see the, the sensationalized clips of, mm-hmm. you know, her batting his hand away mm-hmm. when, when she's actually just holding her skirt. Or, you know, when he turns around and says something and she just all the she just gets this look on her face. You know, we just see those viral clips, right? We don't we don't really see the whole big picture. Mm-hmm. I think she's a lot more aligned with him than than uh, I would have thought when I was looking at those hand batting incidents. You know, I found out that she and only by looking closely. I mean, this isn't a big secret, but she was um, promoting the the uh, birther theory about um, Barack Obama. She I think uh, there are a lot of political points on which she agrees with her husband I think even wearing that crazy jacket to the uh, southern border, she was trying to to own the liberals or own the media. Or, and that, that's exactly something he would do. I really think that she's pretty connected to him in terms of her political beliefs. Yeah, I just I, I yeah, she does these kinds of things to get attention. Right. That's very a Trump. That's a, a, a Trump trait. Right. I, I honestly think the misspellings. And, you know, when he was on Twitter, he's not anymore, thank God. But when he was he would misspell things or or make errors, I sometimes now, you know, not all of them, but some of them I think were just intentional to get attention. And and like you said, to own the libs or trigger the media or mm-hmm. make us, mm-hmm. you know, make us point that out. And then we're all talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's got sort of it's his particular brilliance is getting attention. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to use that word associated with him, but marketing and attention, he's definitely good at. I would, mm-hmm. That's truly a thing. Now, you also talk about here, because I want to bring up Cuomo, because I was talking to Jennifer Taub the other day about, about the Cuomo situation and how Schneiderman and Spitzer and Cuomo as a former attorney general were kind of all just sort of these sexual assaulty harassy guys but they all sort of kept each other like she called it mutual mutually assured immunity is what she called it (laughs) and and why she was uh, so glad that we have tish james now who wouldn't be afraid to go after 
or investigate at least to get to the bottom of what, what happened with Cuomo and his 11 accusers. So what when you talk about covering Anthony Weiner and Spitzer, did you kind of ha- know that about them? Did you see that? Is Are they sort of like Cuomo in that way? Or what are your thoughts? You know, I, I covered Andrew Cuomo for a long time, too. I had always heard about Andrew that he was a bully, but I hadn't heard anything sexual. Those, that wasn't something people talked about with him. And I think, you know, it's really unfortunate what's, what's gone on. Um, you know, I'm glad if the women who were involved feel some sense of justice, I'm glad that he resigned. But I also think that the how our politics are in this country, it just seems to me that they're I wish we had better people in office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's to put it mildly. <laughs> me too. And uh, you know, I I you know, I said last week he'll 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 resign. He's no way he's gonna go through you know, he there I think the assembly will tell you know, will tell him we're gonna impeach you if you don't resign. And I don't know if they made a deal with him not to impeach him. If he did resign, they can still impeach him. Mm. We'll see what happens. But he wasn't long for that job once that report dropped, because one party holds theirs accountable for those kinds of things. More so, not all the time, and nothing's 100 percent than another party. But, you know, I, I will say he he wouldn't be effective as as a leader, regardless of what you think about the accusations. Or what I should say, what anyone thinks about the accusations. I believe them. I believe the women. But he couldn't effectively govern New York anymore. So I'm gl- I'm also glad he resigned. But what? Maybe maybe we'll get a third edition, right? <laughs> we'll get a, we'll get Cuomo in there. Get the Cuomo. You know, I I think there is one thing that that you could say about the men involved is that you don't hear much about their love lives, and that. Silence might be deafening. I remember one time during Anthony Weiner and I heard a rumor that he's gay and, and uh, mentioned that to one of his aides and the guy was just falling off his chair laughing at me for, <laughs> for even believing that. But I think, you know, when you don't hear anything about somebody, maybe that's not a good sign about who they're dating or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, or... People can make stuff up too. <laughs> so it's, you know, if you know if, they, if there's if you're not hearing anything, and I have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Sure. Great. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, Beans listeners, it's Ag. It seems like I'm always writing under a deadline. Whether it's emails, scripts, interview questions, ad copy, it's a lot of pressure to get the wording just right, especially when you're in a rush. Imagine how much easier it would be to write if an expert were available to review your drafts whenever you needed. WordTune gives you exactly that kind of writing partner, but digitally. You don't have to agonize over every word anymore. With WordTune, you can hit deadlines on time every time. WordTune instantly provides options based on your original words that can help you take your writing to the next level. I just started using WordTune. I can't believe how intuitive it is. I highlight the sentence that I want to rewrite. I click the WordTune icon and it immediately presents me with a number of alternate options to use. I can even use options to shorten or lengthen the sentence or reword it with more casual or more formal tone. Uh, you know, as needed. It's awesome. WordTune is the first AI-driven online writing tool that actually understands meaning. The app understands your intent, and it offers suggestions on how to make your writing more compelling, authentic, and clear. 
This is ideal for professional writers looking for an edge, managers aiming to make their point perfectly, or anyone who could use, you know, or tune up occasionally for your writing. It's amazing. WordTune works anywhere you're working online, whether it's Google Docs, Slack, Outlook, Web, WhatsApp, and more. Listeners can try WordTune for free at wordtune.com slash dailybeans. If you're away from your computer, go to wordtune.com slash dailybeans on your mobile phone. Enter your email and they'll send you a link to make it easy to get started. Get help with your emails, reports, presentations, resumes, blogs today. Go to wordtune, W-O-R-D-T-U-N-E dot com slash daily beans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're talking with the author of Why They Stay and Me Show. And Anne, let's talk a little bit more about the, the book here. Tell, tell me about the title. Why did you select that title? I thought it was pretty in your face. People would understand it immediately that the book is about women who stay in these marriages. And, you know, among my girlfriends and I, I don't think that we would be staying in these marriages. And so I thought, well, there are all different kinds of unions. And I'm sure, you know, people, adults can make their own agreements between themselves about whether to stay married. But I also thought, that there were political reasons why these people were doing what they did. And that's really what I wanted to explore. And to talk about the, the Hillary and Bill situation, you, you talk about one masterful decision she made that launched her career. Can you tell us what, what that is? Well, I think that staying in the marriage was really politically made her more viable to, to continue. He was a, an extremely popular Democrat. He still is. And uh, I just think that if she had left him, it would have been a, comp- a very different road that she would have had to travel to um, make herself known politically. You know, I think personally, I think her politics are fabulous. And um, I think in the end that the relationship with her husband ended up dragging her down. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting observation. And then some other couples here in the book, we have uh, Jackie and John F. Kennedy, Donald and Melania, Eleanor and Franklin Roosevelt, uh, Marion Stein and Jeremy Thorpe. Interesting. Why, why did you choose them? I had actually in the original edition, I had a couple of British couples, but um, so then we had to cut a couple of, of um, chapters for this current edition so that the book wouldn't be too long. And um, mm. Jeremy Thorpe, he had a homosexual affair. I felt as though that brought up some really interesting dynamics about British law. And um, there had been a recent uh, made-for-TV movie with Hugh Grant as as Jeremy Thorpe. So I also thought that was intriguing. Yeah, impressionate, right? And uh, yeah, relevant with the, with the Hugh Grant thing. Mm-hmm. And then... Of course, you, we talked about Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner, but Wall and Spitzer, and of course Wendy and David Vitter. Where it says it says here, married to the party versus married to the man. What do you mean by that? Well, I think that the Vitters played their um, played their hand very very well. They had one press conference about this, and forever after, they would just say, "Look, we dealt with that already." And David was reelected to the U.S. Senate. And Wendy, who had been a former prosecutor, has been, she's now a federal judge. And so I think 
probably she must have done all the right things as far as the Republicans was concerned, and Trump nominated her to the judgeship. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, must have yeah, done all the right things, I think, is exactly the best way to put it. But I mean, you know, if you're into that, I would also love to hear about another couple, a political couple that fascinates me is uh, Kellyanne Conway and George Conway. That is there's some weird stuff going on in that house. And I don't I don't know what. But it's it, but it also kind of reminds me of Carvel and his wife, you know, the people on the opposite mm-hmm. sides of the party, mm-hmm. which is sort of what made me think of of that when you when you talk about being married to a party versus versus the man this is you're not married to the party or the man and i don't understand like <laughs> i don't understand how that kind of stuff can work but it does it works all over the place yeah i think if you have a passion for politics for you know justice for trying to reform the things that you see are wrong with with the world mm-hmm. that brings you together yeah that's that's true whether whether you have the what I consider the correct views on, <laughs> on how, to, how to bring the world together or make the world a better place. I tend to think a lot of people are just in politics to tear it all down. But, you know, yeah, here we are. I also wanted to ask you about a little bit more about if you could talk a little bit more about Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner, because that seems like a very interesting dynamic as well, especially given the scandal. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, she found out about his tweet when she was living or she was visiting England with her boss, Hillary. And um, he had tweeted a picture of himself in his underwear and uh, was meant to go to one person and went to his entire Twitter group. He had to resign from Congress after that. And the two of them figured out a way to make him viable for New York City mayor as a candidate after that, as a Democratic candidate, and he was looking pretty good. And then somebody else came forward, a woman named Sydney Leathers, and said, he's been, you know, sexting with me and and planning to meet me in Chicago. And I mean, it just sort of all came out again and blew up again. And um, I think indications are that both Anthony and Huma knew that it would. They are that it might. Mm. And they talked about how to deal with it before, before that happened. And then of course he, you know, he came back again into democratic politics when Hillary Clinton was running and there were some emails on, I think it was Huma's laptop. And um, they ended up on the Wiener laptop. Yes. Yes. And uh, we've been talking about it ever since because entangle all of the, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton in in the mess that was the DOJ uh, investigation. Yeah, when Comey had to come on and say we're opening, reopening eleven days before the election. <laughs> what? Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. Well, I really I can't recommend this book enough. It's so well written, and I love these dynamics. And I think it's interesting to come from a female perspective. Uh, you know, I of course I appreciate that because of what we do or what we were doing on, on Mueller, she wrote what we do on the daily beans. And so I, I really encourage everybody to pick it up. And I, and then, bef- but before I let you go, it's by the way, it's, it's called uh, why they stay and uh, you can get it wherever books are sold. But before we go, I have to ask you your cat's name. I hear a cat. <laughs> His name is Petey. He came with the name. Uh, 
he and his brother Marble, we adopted them <laughs> at the same time. They were kittens and really adorable. He's about eight years old now. Cute. And he thinks it's dinner time. <laughs> of course it is. Well, I better let you go then. Yeah, because my, my cats, Boobs and Bruce Willis, will be demanding food shortly. So, <laughs> But it was wonderful to speak to you. It was really great to meet you and Michelle. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media or, or your website. My website is com, all one word, A-N-N-E-M-I-C-H-A-U-D. And uh, I'm on all the social media as well, pretty much under my name. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Buddy, where's the spatula? Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company. Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under spatulas. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we're blown on good news. It's on the way. Ah, the favorite part of my day. Uh, if you have any good news or anything, you just whatever, anything you want to send us, I'm not going to go through the list. You know what we do. But well, maybe just to remind you of some of the stuff that we have, because we have uh, idioms, right, of the world, uh, idiots of the Senate. We have idioms of the world and idiots of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Misheard lyrics, mondegreens, right? Shared swears, yeah. any funny swears that you like jumping Jesus on a pogo stick or whatever. Uh, find mm-hmm. the cat, what the mutt. Uh, your pictures of your happy places, town twisters, um, any limericks. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take some it's, haiku. Yeah, you know? it's all fun and games at the end of this podcast, people. All fun and games. And no one loses an eye. It's great. All right. Anyway, send that to us at uh, dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And again, thanks to the patrons who support the show. You really help us like pay a, a really great wages and, and ha- offer health care and stuff like that. So we really love you. Thank you. And uh, up first from Gins, pronouns he and him, correcting your correction. Compliment. First off, AG and DG, you're the best. Seriously. Correction. Secondly, sandwiches are named after what's in the middle. I know I hear this all the time, Gins. I know. Uh, or all sandwiches would be na- uh, named lame-ass bread sandwiches. <laughs> the, the corrections uh, form on the dailybeanspod.com should be called a delicious correction sandwich surrounded by compliment bread, not a compliment sandwich. Compliment. I have been shamelessly listening to your show for, for too long and not paid a penny. You deserve much better, so I'll be joining as a patron today. Woohoo! Yay! Woo-hoo! Thank you for all that you do. Awesome. 
Okay. So, and then he showed us a picture of my website where it says compliment sandwich and compliment he has crossed out in red. Okay. <laughs> so That's really funny. It's, it's a shit sandwich. I've, I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> I had a conversation with one of my British friends about how Americans are too wordy. Like when we're like, we had a tuna fish sandwich. He's like, you had a tuna fish. You had a tuna sandwich. Why is fish important? You didn't have a tuna bird sandwich. So why would you need to say fish? You had a tuna sandwich. And I was like, good point. Moving on. All right. Uh, they're very <laughs> yeah, specific. we I know. ATM machine, hot water heater. Yeah. It's just a yep, water heater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so funny. All right. This next one's from one of our regulars. We got James, pronounce he and him. We have an update on Cobalt, the mini Aussie. She's Yay. doing very well. Yes, she's doing very well after her cancer surgery and her experience with vestibular syndrome. However, there was one minor side effect we hadn't anticipated. Aussies are known for their flowing feathering fur, especially the feathering on their legs. It's supposed to look something like the first attached photo. But when the surgeon had finished removing cobalt sarcoma, the excision so large that he had to pull the skin from, oh, from the back of Cobalt's leg around the side to cover it. Come over on their legs, which means that her long flowing fur is growing in all the wrong directions. That's the second <laughs> photo. Yes, this hasn't made any difference to her, of course, but it does look a bit odd at times. It's back to her own self, loving to run on the beach just like she used to. The third photo is her at Spanish Banks Beach in Vancouver, chasing after one of her favorite toys, just like old times. Oh, look at there it is. There's the picture. Oh, it's like it's like a little doggy calic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're leg calyx. It's like little leg calyx for her hair. She's so pretty. So cute. Thank you so that. much. Oh, my God. This next thing made me laugh really hard. OK, this one's yours. Oh, all right. From Sarah. Hello, AG and DG. Sarah from Sweden here again. Thanks for reading my good news and making me laugh so hard at the alien lobsters. <laughs> I'm sorry for potentially causing Dana nightmares with that picture. I can assure you, though, that those things are not aliens. AG was right. They're aquarium decorations. I didn't. Was I? Did I say that? Uh, I think you really wanted them to be, but neither of us were convinced that they were. They're mangrove roots. <laughs> so they're quite oh. safe and not about to eat the baby. I'm attaching a 100% alien lobster free baby pick and a bonus pick of Jika to compensate for the distress I caused. <laughs> while, while the Maybe baby is. Maybe the mangrove roots ate the baby. <laughs> yes. Who ate the baby? Uh, Maybe and it was while. The mangrove. Okay. <laughs> definitely wasn't the the fish and while the baby isn't flipping the bird in the pick with jika he does give us and the world the middle finger several times a day and has done so since his first day of life fantastic oh he's so good cute. oh jika look at the baby look at the second look at jika the little blep so cute. oh my goodness thank so you cute. i'm so thank you feel, so sarah thank you <laughs> so relieved I was like, there's going to be no fish left in that tank if those things eat it. Why does she have fish right. huggers in her house? Roots. All right. I can't. Okay. Next one from Carrie. Pronouns she, her, they, them. Greetings from Albuquerque. Hello. A home. Yep. We've had a hummingbird nest outside our kitchen window all spring and summer. We just watched the third brood of two baby fledged today. Two babies they fledged today. Oh. Mama has been busy hatching and raising six babies so far this summer, likely with two more to come before they all migrate to southwestern Mexico for this winter. 
It's been the highlight of our year to observe this little family of tiny birds. It's super difficult to get a decent photo with the angle of the nest and the window and all the leaves, but here it is anyway. Maybe you could do an opportunity to play find the birds. I think they're broad-tailed hummingbirds, but not 100% sure. So cute. That's oh my God, so I'm gonna, sweet. Making this picture a little bigger. I'm going to try and find the birds. I see No, nope, I'm not going to do that. No, nope, I'm not okay. going to do that. <laughs> I see nope. That's that's so awesome. Cute. Hummingbird nests are unbelievably amazing. They are cool, and yep. hummingbirds are just—they blow my mind. Yep, with their skills, right. their bird skills. Uh, next up from Tammy, pronoun she and her. Not a misheard lyric, but a misheard band name. <laughs> I was a teenager <laughs> when the latest REO Speedwagon album came out. My awesome mom went to Musicland to get the album for my birthday. Uh, she was standing in the A section looking for it. The clerk was very confused. She was in the A's looking for R-E-O. Uh-oh. Obviously, she thought the band name was Aereo or Ario, A-R-E-O. My mom is not a music person unless it's from the 60s. Attached her pictures of my COVID kitty, Molly. I adopted her a year ago since I was working from home. She's my first ever pet. She's the sweetest little thing when she's not being naughty. She has uh, been great company during isolation. As you can see, she loves being in the freezer. I love listening to your podcast on my daily walk. I fear I'll soon be listening from a crappy desk in a soul-crushing office. But thanks for all you do. <laughs> oh, my God. That's probably true as things get back to normal. My goodness. Yeah. My uh, mom, uh, I had my wanted my mom to pick me up um, uh, Psycho Candy by Echo and the Bunnymen. And she was looking for Echo and the Bunny people. Um, <laughs> or she, that's what she said to me she goes here's your uh echo and the bunny people which i guess you know maybe i don't know maybe she was trying to be a feminist maybe she was who knows yeah <laughs> it's, it's echo and the bunny person okay the, the bunny person <laughs> yep <laughs> you all right from anonymous pronoun she and her living in texas as a teacher oh, goodness praise be uh with a kid in public school means i am living with a fair amount of stress yeah. so thank you everyone who sends their good news in for the moment of sunshine now one piece of good news is in houston our superintendent is pushing forward to have a vote on mask mandates clearly giving abbott the big middle finger hopefully our school board will follow through and pass it. I have one submission for Miss Heard Lyrics and one proposal for a new game. Ooh. When my kids were little, yes, when my kids were little, they would sing loudly to songs on the radio. My favorite Miss Heard Lyric was <laughs> Double Pigeon instead of Double Vision. <laughs> That's definitely a, a Chuck Grassley hit, Double Pigeon. For sure. Now, of course, this is how we sing it now. My suggestion for a new game is called Shit, My Kids Said. I already like it. Uh, as the first submission, I offer up, my kid was little and couldn't say ice. It turned out ass. Instead of eating ice cream, uh, we now eat ass cream. Uh, good. good uh, um, there we go. We're gonna, this is going to be the start of something amazing, I'm sure. I, yeah, I'm offering, I can feel it. Yeah. I'm offering up my brother's poodle as tribute. Uh, the first two picks uh, are of my assistant grooming competition with him. They are before and after picks. The other one is maybe my favorite pick, uh, pet pick of all time. He's quite the ham, as you can see. So here's the before pick, and there's the after oh. pick of grooming. Oh my goodness! And oh my god, look at the third oh. picture. Oh, ah, ha ha ha! That is amazing. That really is amazing. Quills are so smart and cute. I love them. Um, and then I, I scrolled back up. I, I missed one of those cat pictures from uh, from Tammy with the arms, with the arms crossed. Oh, so 
Oh, so elegantly. Yeah. We got birds and babies and we got cobalt updates and a correction on my correction form. I love it. Thank you for sending all this in. We appreciate it. Now we have a new game. Um, So you can definitely submit uh, for that. I bet all of us, I, you know, I mean this, I think our community is going to be rife with shit. My kid says, uh, Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are too. Do you have any final thought? Oh, I have some good news, Dana. Tell me. My uh, my mammogram came back normal. <gasps> yes. So awesome because I've I've the last two have not been, and I had to have a biopsy, but it turned out to be benign. Um, and breast cancer runs in my family pretty hardcore, so oh, I'm, I'm happy to have a clear mammogram, and I do know that uh, mammograms don't detect all cancers I'm aware. So thank you. Uh, but I'm very, I'm very happy about that. Good. good. Um, and if you're listening out there, um, that good news definitely tops mine. Um, I can't even be too specific about mine other than I have another production company making my pilot. And so put out some good news. I can't tell you who it is, but put out good news that they're going to want to co-produce this thing. So that's it. Good. Just, send good in vibes. Just good send vibes. Send in vibes. Send in vibes. Yeah. I am the Secretary of Vibes. All right, cool. Well, everybody, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.